Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession-proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Coach Lois here on another amazing episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I am your host, otherwise known as Coach Lois. I'm a sales trainer and podcaster who's designed this community, especially if you're inside of my Facebook community, Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, to inspire you, educate you, empower you to live your highest and best version of yourself through amazing weekly interviews every Friday. We, at the time of this recording, we do weekly Friday shows with health experts, wealth experts, and people who have some unique, innate wisdom that is, again, meant to guide you and direct you into your life. Now, normally, um, I have marketing gurus, sales gurus, subconscious mind coaches, health gurus, all of the things. And today we have a very special episode. And so I'd love to first acknowledge you guys for being here. This is going to be one of those you're going to take notes and you might have a big aha moment. So please make sure you take notes. Like Elizabeth here, let us know where you're tuning in from. Comment below, hashtag live. I love you, Elizabeth. She's from here, my sister from another mister here in Southern California. Feel free to, if you're tuning in later on that replay, to hit hashtag replay. And of course, as always, hit the share button. This is going to be a very profound message. And first of all, I'd like to introduce my friend, Artem Kuznetsov from, well, he's from all over the world. He He's a world traveler. And um, we actually met, this is kind of a funny story, when back when I was a Beachbody coach, way, way back in 2011 or 12, we can't remember for sure, we sweated together. I kicked his butt. And, and now, just uh, not even a year ago, because of the pandemic, when I was going through what I call my dark night of the soul, I remember that Artem had gone through something similar. And so as my friend, as my, as my spiritual connection, I reached out to him and we talked about some things. We talked about life. We talked about what does freedom really mean? And when I talk about freedom now, it's way different than what I talked about in my mind and my heart when year ago. So Artem, I know we're going to talk about forgiveness and responsibility and, and how that can lead people to true freedom. But first and foremost, I want you to share a little bit about yourself. I know you're an entrepreneur, you're a co-creator, and as you like to call it, I love this title, a student of experience. So I'd love you to share more about yourself first before we dive Thanks, into Lois. content. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for uh, inviting me to your podcast. It's been a little overdue. I know we've talked about it for a while, but as I say, resistance is futile with Lois. And I finally said yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my background is I've uh, been um, co-creating, starting ventures, businesses uh, for almost 19 years. Um, 
don't have the traditional educational background, never really finished high school, didn't get to college, just started experimenting. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. And uh, over the years, uh, I kind of got caught up into that whole business world. First was the money hunger, chasing all the money in the sales world. Uh, then eventually I had a couple shifts, a couple of spiritual shifts, and one that uh, literally took me to cut the thread and walk away from everything in 20, uh, late 2016. I walked away from all my business after selling a company, and I took a four-month sabbatical in Southeast Asia, and I literally got lost in Southeast Asia. I got a new phone number, deleted social media, deleted emails. I just disappeared. Uh, I needed a complete reset. Um, and in that reset, um, I found myself at a kind of a yoga meditation center in the middle of nowhere in Cambodia um, and found answers, I think, to what I was seeking, kind of to what kind of held me back. Um, and that's kind of what I've really learned, uh, the true radical forgiveness. And furthermore, I understood what responsibility means in terms of finding freedom. Um, so that's kind of the things I want to discussed today. Uh, they're powerful. They sound simple enough. And I find a lot of people um, often both in, in the business realm and the spiritual realm talk about gratitude. And I think it's promoted all the time. Um, and each one of us probably have some kind of a gratitude practice, whether you, before you wake, go to bed, wake up in the morning. But I think gratitude practice um, is not powerful without truly going through a forgiveness process and going through accepting responsibility. Um, so... Wow. That's just kind of a, my, my little story without going to, I know we have a short amount of time, so that sabbatical really kind of uh, cracked the shell. You know, we peel the onion in our lives over and over and learning new things. And when I say I'm a student of experience, um, my path is the one of unlearning. So since I kind of had these number of shifts, I'm going through backwards. I'm unlearning the, the human condition that no longer serves me. And through that, the lessons get revealed. Mm. Oh my God. That's so powerful. Oh, there's so much there because so many times we were told to read a book or study a course or, you know, uh, learn all these strategies and tactics. Right. And I see, mm -hmm. and I'd love for you to share how you um, progressed in your unlearning. Cause I find a lot of times if someone signs up for a coaching program, for example, for like three months or six months, they forget that the first month, sometimes the first two, maybe even sometimes the first three, they've got to unlearn the stuff that's been holding them back. They've been just on that hamster wheel, unconscious, going through the motions, maybe even some numbing yep. motions of life. So can you share a little bit about how you unlearn things first? Yeah, so so the unlearning process for me, um, it's... It's really started with, uh, well, one experience is, oh, there's puppies here, I know that. Um, one, one process of unlearning started is uh, when I went through a um, number of business ventures and uh, kind of I had a bad experience, my world sort of collapsed. Um, and in that process, um, what I learned previously in the business seminars with coaches, it didn't serve me anymore. It just didn't work anymore. And so I started to, to kind of uh, ignore the, the previous methodologies um, that were taught to me and just accepting what is and kind of going into the new, new paradigm. And it, it's kind of a, where my spiritual world, I mean, I was a technically non-believer, I call him athe atheist, you know, throughout my 20s. 
Um, but it wasn't until uh, moments where I would say miracles literally happened in my life that I had no explanation mm. that I, I was forced to get rid of the old material and like go into the unlearning process. So mm. uh, I've had a number of times, and I'd say every five years, my world shifts. Every five years, something, not something changes, but literally everything changes. And um, it, it's, I no longer prepare for that or wait for it. I just acknowledge that every five years, for me, when somehow number five is a magic number, things shift and things go through this complete shedding. Um, when I go through a shedding process, I reflect back on what I learned previously. And it's like some things I apply and some things I throw away. And it's almost like an 80-20 rule. 20% of what I learned previously truly makes sense and sticks with me and I go forward. 80% becomes irrelevant. And the more you go through that process, it's much easier to shed the 80% that no longer serves you. In, in everything, it's not just business. It's business, it's relationships, it's, it's, it's friendships. Um, you know, I just turned 40 years old and it's funny, I'm sitting in the room of close friends and family and I'm realizing people that I thought would be, would be with me for life five years ago are not even at this table, let alone on my phone anymore. Mm. And, and what I learned in my last uh, kind of a sabbatical through a spiritual mentor of mine that every relationship, no matter how big or small, is a spiritual appointment. It starts and it ends exactly when it's supposed to start and it's supposed to end. It's for us to learn what happened in the middle. And so through that, um, it's, again, it's that shedding process that you start to unlearn what no longer serves you. That is so true. And that, that applies to so many things. And I, like I shared my story, a lot of my followers know this, but like, I wasn't making the money a year ago that I'm making now. And I was blown away that all I did was actually... I worked less. I, I worked on things like forgiveness, letting go, being in the flow. Cause my talk about unlearning, my learning for so many decades was gotta work hard, gotta work hard, get up every day and work your, your pardon my French, but work your ass off and it'll some yeah. a day, <laughs> some a day. Eventually. I don't know when that some a day is would, would pay off. And it was through, unlearning that in the past year that I also I had to forgive myself I also went through a process and we talked about this and I, I maybe this is a good way to transition into mm -hmm. forgiveness I had to forgive some of my and heal some of my past childhood traumas because I was realizing that work hard mentality came from my my father who you know today is the third year of his anniversary of his death so we're going to be toasting him with some root beer today because I, he loved his root beer, right? And so we have all these unlearnings also from our childhood, right? And our parents and and even our religion or our non-religion, right? Mm -hmm. So Correct. talk about how forgiveness plays into that. Um, yeah, forgiveness has been a, I, up until three, four years ago, I thought that I was good at forgiving. I thought it was simple. I thought it was just part of my repertoire, a part of who I am. Until um, during that sabbatical afterwards, uh, the dark night of the soul stage began, which lasted about a year and a half. We won't go into that yet. Um, but uh, I had to peel the onion all the way back to my childhood, to my father, to my parents' divorce, what our father, what my father did to me, to the family, just all that came up. And what I realized is that I became really good at hiding certain information from the past in the box, and another box in the basement, metaphorically hiding that information in such subconscious mind that 
it, mm-hmm. it eventually creeps up. Eventually, the, the, the past, whatever trauma you have dealt with will come back and it'll, it'll hunt you. Um, and forgiveness, um, it's, it's realizing for me um, in the process of kind of forgiving my father, um, before I ended all the communication with him, I wrote him a letter. And the letter was pretty brutal. It took me a week to just write it out. He never read it because the letter was for me to put those words on paper and to acknowledge that it happened. Mm. That simply it happened. So forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different, first of all. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. That's the first step. Mm. And that was the hardest thing to me to understand because somehow in my mind, I keep redefining the past. And I had to accept the fact that it happened. And... It happened to me. So you have to accept the fact that it happened to me. It's not accepting that it was okay that it happened. And that's a very different paradigm. It's you have to accept the fact that it happened. You don't have to accept that it was okay. You're not saying, oh, no, it's fine. It wasn't fine. But accepting the fact that it happened to me and then moving forward. And that part was... Very challenging for me to accept because I'm holding on to this idea of how my past should have been. It's almost like you're you're stuck in the past and it, it's part of your present. And it's a cycle that you just can't get out. It's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned that it takes a lot more strength to forgive than to be vengeful, than to be in this negative mindset, you know, and trying to change someone who, what I realized that I inherited a father who was already broken. He was already a broken individual when he had me. Mm. And a lot of parents, we go through trauma with growing up is that we have to realize that not everyone is, can be a perfect parent. So we have to forgive the idea of the perfect parent we had in our mind. We're holding on and, and judging them that they were not the perfect parent we imagined them to be mm-hmm. as kids. Yeah. As adults, we make that story even more real in our mind. So to those people that are watching this that had, I'm not going to get into different traumas, but there are people have gone through very traumatic experiences, um, have seen death, have seen things that are very traumatic. What I think people need to understand is that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. It does not justify their behavior. Forgiveness is the gift you give to yourself to move forward. And most people, need to, I think, don't realize that it's when you hold on not forgiving it's like having, you know, 10,000 pounds and you can't, and you try and swim with that your whole life. And so once you truly forgive and move forward, it's like tons of weight comes off your shoulders. I mean, you're like, can breathe for the first time. I mean, it literally is, feels like freedom. Mm. Well, and I love what you said. And I, I, I hope you don't mind. I, I, I'm going to, this is my shirt. I wore this today on sure. purpose. If you guys, you can't see it very well, but, and it makes me look like I'm flashing you right now, but I'm not, um, you know, <laughs> This is talking about the past that's behind you. This is talking about the future. This is the now. And really, I think forgiveness is such a good thing to come back to. Like you said before, even gratitude is just remembering. I I, I like to say instead of things happening to you, they're happening for you. If you're present in the now and accepting it and then and then somehow finding a way to to forgive and move forward. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or resonates with what you're... No, no, it it does. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's realizing that everything is... 
I, I used to have a saying that everything happens for a reason. And I sort of stopped saying it because I realized it sounds like everything, even the worst, you know, for people's life happened for a reason. It's not that it happened for a reason and simply happened to you. So over time, as you go through forgiveness, you have to find there's more power in forgiveness and the gift of freedom to learn and to grow from that. I mean, we can grow from adversity and everyone does. Most people that have uh, aspired or inspired others have grown from significant adversity. You know, when we have, there, there's books written about it. You know, it has been documented in history that if we can really look for adversity as a, as a springboard and not this shell that we stay under for the rest of our life, we grow. We truly do grow. And I think it's just remembering that it, it happened to you. And it's not, there's not a reason for it. It just happened to you. And so forgiveness is that part to remember that it happened to you. It doesn't justify the fact that it happened. It just, an acknowledging it happened to you, forgiving the situation, forgiving yourself for even judging the other person for the rest of your life or for how many years and moving forward. Yeah, and that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again. Over and over. And um, hating that person, being angry. That was also part of my last year. And um, how how would you say, because, and, and guys, Artem's being very humble. He doesn't want to market his business, but let's just say he's very, very successful and does very, very well for himself. And you you had that sabbatical and you had a lot of time off and you didn't become homeless. You didn't lose everything, right? You focused inward, which is a lot of times everyone wants to focus outward. So I just want to remember the context here is everyone's looking for the answers outside themselves. However, most of it lies within, which Mm -hmm. can suck. I know I told you about this three-day trip I took in April just by myself. First one I probably took where it wasn't a business trip, It wasn't Mm -hmm. a wake up and have an agenda to do list day like Lois always does, even on vacation. Right. Um, It was a day just to sit on the beach and stare at the ocean and do whatever and just be. And I I cried a lot. I went in most of the time and was working on that forgiveness factor. And oh, my gosh, my business didn't stop. Life didn't end. In fact, I came back rejuvenated. and, and, And a lot of people don't want to take that time. So I want you to answer the question that I have on the screen right now to reiterate mm-hmm. how does going inward with that, whether you call it dark night of the soul or reflection mm-hmm. or meditation or whatever healing inside, how does forgiveness lead to freedom? So once you've dropped <clears throat> that, the, the shackles, the, the weight, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, however, the weight is on your shoulders, forgiving, uh, the trauma, the person that caused the trauma, whether it be the parent. Um, I've had a number of business ventures early on in my 20s. Um, you know, I've had things stolen, had um, had to take somebody to court, all these things that I could just judge you know, around my path. I would not be here and be light as the feather and feel so free if I didn't go through an ongoing process of forgiving. It, it's, it's an ongoing process. It's like breathing. Forgiveness and gratitude, they, they go hand in hand. It's a dance. It's a tango. One does not exist without the other. And I know a lot of people speak about gratitude and think it's important. But if we don't go through a process of radical forgiveness, forgiving ourselves for the version of us that was holding that person hostage in the past is first of all. And then realizing, forgiving the situation, it happened. Accepting that it was our past. But now once we accept it, what do we do with it? What are the, what are the lessons? How can you take that and, and, and propel yourself forward? So I think freedom comes from 
um, finding lessons from your past, um, helping others and sharing those stories just like this. If you can help one other person your story, you elevate others. So we all rise together by sharing. Mm -hmm. Freedom is in helping others and being a, a, a Sherpa to others. What is a Sherpa? They've taken that path. Mm -hmm. So if I've taken that path and I can help one person to find freedom through radical forgiveness, that makes me even more, that makes me breathe even more pure oxygen per se. So mm -hmm. the freedom, we all rise together by, by going through the practice of forgiveness. I love that. And you remind me, I talk about this with my clients all the time. Don't hide your story, make your mess, your message and speak your truth. I was afraid to do that for so long, hiding behind a mask because I was ashamed of my past mm -hmm. and including, you know, family traumas and experiences and just really, really painful memories that I was, I was holding on Hold to. On. And then what I realized, and I, I, I'm sure you can speak to this, it sounded like you started to, but like if you're holding on to that pain and the, the you know, uh, not forgiving, guess what? You attract people like that, people who are holding on to pain, people who may not be your ideal business partner, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, people who may yep. not be your ideal life partner. They, they say you marry your father or your mother. I'm not going there, but, but it, you also attract clients who are an extension of what's going on inside of you. So correct, correct. I believe yeah. that's why my income has increased also, because I've also been attracting clients who, who love me because I love myself. I forgave myself and others and raised my vibration, speaking my truth. Can you say that that, that sounds, it's, 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 it's interesting is that, so the universe conspires with us at every minute, every second of the day. I want to say conspires. Universe just mirrors what you're thinking. So whatever your thought pattern is, it brings more of that to you. People call it law of attraction. There's a lot of names for this over the last you know, hundreds of years, but the the vibration energy it, it listens to you. So it literally duplicates what you're what you're thinking. So if you're on the positive vibration, if you have forgiven and you have elevated yourself, the universe gives you more of that. And the people and clients surround you have that same you know bird the same vibration if it's the opposite the opposite happens so um i was just talking to my sister and we have these conversations all the time is whenever you're walking in the street for a moment and you glance at somebody and somebody maybe is overweight or they dress weird and if you have a one small thought of judgment at that moment about that person what that means is that there's something not resolved inside of you about that yep one small thought of judgment at any moment means you haven't resolved that within you it's always a reflection. It's yeah. literally the whole life is a mirror. Imagine if you're walking in the mirror, it's a reflection in you. It means you have to stop, write it down, and figure out why did I just think about that. And within a few days, trust me, whatever would win you will come to the surface. Yeah, that it makes me, and I, I know we have to get to the topic of responsibility, but it reminds me of that book, you know, you gave me, right? When society becomes mm -hmm. an becomes addict. An addict. We're addicted to fear. We're addicted to judgment. And those things can exist if you forgive and you come from a place of love and acceptance, right? And that's the unlearning process. We're addicted because we were that addiction was literally ingrained in us since we grew up. You know, the codependency is the, is the root of all, quote unquote, addiction and evil. But we also have habituated that behavior. 
since we grew up. There you go. My, <laughs> the Bible, the Bible for the world, I think. <laughs> so here's a book. It's, it's not easy to read. I, I always was, I, in fact, I'm, I haven't a hundred percent finished it. And, and, um, Artem sent to this to me like what, seven months ago. So it's, it's heavy. Um, but it, it'll blow your mind. So when society becomes an no. addict and it, it, it's just essentially at the core of, of a lot more than what we're talking about today. But I wanted to mention that because you, you yeah. gave that to me and um, and it really blew my my mind and my heart opened up to recognizing, oh my gosh, I have so many people in my life, including myself, that I've been beating up, you know, people pleasing, perfectionist, you know, I was addicted to perfectionism, addicted to um, essentially you know, being hard on myself and others. And so mm -hmm. giving myself first was, was a key exercise. It's very, it's very, very important. Yeah. So I know we, I don't want to make sure that we keep track of your time, but to think the, the hardest responsibility mm -hmm. tied to freedom. And this is an interesting part. This actually was revealed to me through, um, a yoga class, um, here in Minneapolis. Um, there's a couple of teachers, uh, that I took, uh, some classes at what's called one yoga. Unfortunately during COVID they, they closed their studios like many others. Um, but I was in the class and the teacher kind of mentioned how, um, like, how does responsibility, like, what does responsibility mean to you and, and how does it relate to freedom? And I didn't really have an answer. I'm like, well, you have to be responsible, accept responsibility. There's just certain basics, right? And he gave us this metaphor and uh, it was very interesting. It might not necessarily make sense to everybody, but this is exactly what he said, is that when we're born, when a baby is born, the baby has zero freedom. The baby can't do anything. The baby's in the crib. You have to feed it. You have to change diapers. You literally have to protect it every minute of the day. So the baby has no freedom. Mm -hmm. But as the baby gets older, as we become kids and teenagers, okay, now you can go outside in the backyard, but you have to be back home by 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., right? So what I learned, the more responsibility we're given as we grow up, the more freedom we get. So freedom and responsibility are literally are connected. And as adults, as we become independent, we'll leave the nest and we build our own lives. Don't we have a ton of responsibility in our lives? A ton. But we also have freedom. So freedom and responsibility, it's like, it's like this balance. Um, mm -hmm. and, then he gave, and then he gave the ending of the opposite. It goes like, what happens when you get in trouble today? You get pulled over, you were drinking, you were driving, your license get taken away, you can go to jail. What happens when you're in jail? You have no responsibility, technically, metaphorically speaking. They feed you. They, <laughs> they tell you when to go to the bathroom. They tell you when to go outside. But you've lost, all your, you've lost all your freedom, but you have no responsibility. So to me, the, the metaphor completely shifted. And not that I was that responsible person, but I live my life at a between the lines, <laughs> per se. I'm a, a, kind of a, a different different lifestyle than a lot of other people. And they call us digital nomads these days. Didn't know there was a title for this now, but we're a digital nomad. But I refer to life as a beautiful uncertainty. Hmm. And so to me, sometimes responsibility was really vague. I, I would play that game with it. It's really vague. Hmm. Um, like being on time, like showing up. Um, so I learned that if I truly want freedom, I have to accept responsibility for everything. So that was the metaphor given to me by this yoga teacher that forever just shifted my mind how, how freedom is gained, is by truly being responsible. Mm -hmm. Now, the other part of responsibility is that there are situations that happen to us that 
you know, even 95% responsibility for a situation that's not yours. Say you were in a car accident, someone, this happened, that happened, number of things happened. 95% you had no control, you had no responsibility, you were in the situation, correct? So let's just say, but the source of your power in that situation, it lies in identifying the 5% that was your, that was your responsibility. Even if it's only 2%, that's where you can bring change and you can turn a mistake into a source of learning. Mm. So even situations that happen that we have no complete control, finding an element that you could have, you could have been in control, could have been responsible for and, and, and turning that into a source of, of, of your next lesson. Well, I call that ownership, right? You're, you're Mm -hmm. taking ownership. Ownership. Um, I also, because of, you know, me as your former trainer who like to kick your butt and make you sweat. um, (laughs) (laughs) Accountability. People hate that word, right? Mm -hmm. However, it actually goes beautifully with forgiveness because if, if, if you have the ability, um, you know, and I'm going to start crying here, but like, I remember on my dad's deathbed, he said, you know, I've made mistakes, right? He took some responsibility in his dying moments. And we don't have to wait for that, right? We can choose to acknowledge and, and be responsible to those living and saying, hey, you know, I messed up or whatever, right? And that that can create forgiveness and love and, and healing in that in that moment, which leads to freedom. Well, it is the it's it's our ability to work with mistakes like your own and others' mistakes, that makes the greatest difference in being able to become really the master of your life. That's really what it is. Um, there's a quote, actually, I'm sure a lot of people that are entrepreneurs in this podcast have heard, you know, uh, by Napoleon Hill, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, think blank in the book. Uh, think, uh, think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Yeah, I read that when I was 18 years old, probably again when I was 25. And in that book, there's a quote that in every adversity – uh, there's a seed of an equal or a greater benefit. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do you see the seed of the same benefit or a greater benefit mm-hmm. in that particular adversity? So mm-hmm. how do we take adversity mistakes and, and learn again how to rise above and, and, and use them to forge new path versus becoming like the victim of the whole situation? And then again, not forgiving ourselves, not forgiving others. And you lose, you, you lose freedom of the mind. Mm-hmm. You lose freedom of everything else that, is the byproduct of that. So if you have no energy to work or be there for your family, eventually your whole life starts to collapse because you're, you're becoming the victim of everything that happened to you, you know? And again, that's why I believe freedom, um, responsibility and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're almost like conjoined, almost like a yin yang. They both lead to freedom. I love that. It reminds me, um, I have this document. It's called uh, the daily compass, the true mm-hmm. North guiding my clients through their time blocking. There's no such thing as time management. There's choice management, right? You choose to spend this hour either playing on Facebook or doing your lead generation, right? (laughs) And I think we can all relate with distractions and shiny object syndrome, right? And so at the end of the day, I have them journal saying, you know, reflecting what worked today, what was, what didn't work Mm -hmm. and free from judgment, being responsible logical and saying, gosh, you know what? I did really spend too much time on the internet. Um, I didn't get X, Y, Z done. And, and, and that's kind of another, I guess what I'd like to call responsibility. And at the same time, also you, forgiving yourself. You, you acknowledge it, you accept it, and then you forgive it. And okay, what can I do differently the next morning, the next day? Exactly. Yeah. 
Awesome. I wanted to bring that back because I've got a lot of clients on here and, and um, people who are, you know, going through the process of laying those foundational bricks. And a lot of times we think, oh, I didn't do the tactic right or the strategy right. Oh, I'm a failure, right? Again, pulling out the boxing gloves, as I call it, and perfectionism and beating ourselves up. So what you talked about today is so empowering because everyone thinks they have to be, should, and then if they don't, they're not a success. Sometimes, I mean, often I've learned, again, I come from, you know, spending a decade plus of, of running hard, chasing money, launching companies. And it's only when I kind of step back and I slow down, like I literally slow down and simplify my life, that literally the, it just, things just started to open up, flourishing, just, just you know, even, uh, even during pandemic, you know, I found myself with new opportunities, new, new things to do. So again, I think it's a, sometimes we're addicted to being busy and that's another, that's another whole different topic is that yep. we go, 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 that I have friends I've asked, can you actually sit in the sofa, close your eyes? I don't care if you know what meditation is or don't, just close your eyes for 20 minutes. Most people can't do that. They have to be on something, TV, music. We are scared. We are scared of silence because we're scared of what's in our mind. Mm-hmm. If you can't get this out of your mind, that's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm forever grateful that years ago I was taught about journaling and how to journal. I mean, I journal all the time. Mm-hmm. And even though I travel and I'm a minimalist, I still need my pen and paper. I can't just type. I have to journal because the ink brings out the truth from our mind mm-hmm. to the paper. Yeah, it, It's and- so important to, to, to just... Because if, if you can't slow down and just sit in silence, that means you are not comfortable with what's in your mind. Think about that. It is just when someone told me that a long time ago, and I was just 20, 27, 28, I'm like, what do you mean I'm not comfortable? And then I sat for 10 minutes, and I couldn't sit. I couldn't sit still. I could not sit still. Where today I can spend a whole day by myself, completely just doing nothing. Just, just. So to me, I think it's, it's, it's realizing if silence is uncomfortable, why? What it, why is it uncomfortable for you? Like go deeper inward and all the lessons are, are there. Yeah, I always, I love this saying, and we're going to be wrapping it up here. I have one more question for you and I want to tell them about your free offer. Um, I love this saying, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. And I know <laughs> I for that. me, that's the, you know, you sit in the, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's all this chatter. There's all this, this judgment, this, whatever, this, I should be doing this. Why am I sitting here trying to be quiet? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> and I, I thankfully found a great techniques and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And I love your tip on journaling. It is so important to get pen to paper and get it out of your head. I think um, in some ways, meditation is also a coping mechanism. People will just yeah, meditate to almost, you know, just forget reality. And, and so there's a whole nother conversation there, but I want to make sure people know that you are offering up um, the first three people to connect with Artem um, can have a one-on-one 60 minute zoom session with him. And they can obviously, of course, I have to remind you guys, you can find him inside of my healthy and wealthy and wise Facebook community. You can also find him on LinkedIn and anything else you want to say about the, the, uh, the zoom session that you're giving. Um, I'm just offering, um, it's not a practice. I don't practice this, um, but I do a lot of one-on-one sessions as that's my way of giving back to the world. Um, I have a lot of people that have invested time in me and helped me become who I am today. Um, so I think we're always students and teachers. All of us are a student and teacher at the same time. So this is just an offer for anyone that want to 
have a conversation, uh, any topic, whether it's business or personal or spiritual, I'm, my, my Zoom session's open. Awesome. Awesome. So reach out to him again. Join us at the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise community. You can find that on Facebook or go to my website, healthyandwealthyandwise.com. And if you saw value today, guys, please comment below. Tell us what you liked. Any other questions, um, please hit the share button with your community because this is a very, if I had to say uh, what my favorite topics are to help you live your highest and best version of yourself, even though it may seem esoteric, this is in the top five, hands down. So uh, one last question for you before we go that I ask all of my guests, when you hear the phrase, sure. and wealthy and wise, Artem, what does that mean for you? Well, um, it's interesting because I'm starting finally to get the gray hairs here on the sides. And <laughs> I, learned this from a friend of, I learned this from a friend of mine. Um, I said, he said, oh, those are just uh, wisdom highlights. And then I told this to somebody uh, um, a couple of weeks ago. Those are my wisdom highlights. He goes, like, just wait till it be all wisdom. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> all light. So um, I think uh, I think it's a balance. It's 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 a balance of life. So um, whether you're an entrepreneur, you have a you know full time job. I think uh, our we were given this body for a reason. Um, I think nature provides everything. So I think balance is important and. If you've learned something to help you, you literally are, it's your, I don't want to say it's your right, but you almost have to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And that's how we all stay connected. That's how we all rise together and learn. I love it. I love it. Yes. And, and unlearn as well along the and way. And unlearn. Right? That's a whole <laughs> different conversation. A whole different topic. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have you come back. Thank you so much um, Thank you. for gracing it. us with your presence. He's he's a he's a nomad, so he's he's moving and grooving. So I finally pinned him down. So please share this. Um, if you're finding this on YouTube or wherever, please please share this with a friend, especially that you know that may be hurting through the pandemic and is feeling lost. Um, and confused and really appreciate um, this topic today. Next week, we're going to have Dan Lefebvre. He's one of my seven-figure mentors. He's also uh, does a lot with productivity and peak performance. And so he's going to be wowing us with his knowledge and wisdom next Friday. Same time, same channel, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard, if you can tune in inside of the Facebook community. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Again, I am Lois Kofi, your host. Until next time, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.